One of my favorite deeper dives of 2023 was the one we did with Nurse Nikki on the new mastitis protocol. We got so many great questions and comments during the deeper dive from all those who attended live. Shout out to Naomi, who told us at the end that she was going to fix all her care plans right away. Same, Naomi. Use the link in the show notes to subscribe and have monthly live access to all of our deeper dives, as well as all of our recordings going all the way back to January of 2020. You don't want to miss out on this. And we can't wait to see you at the next deeper dive. I'm Annie. And I'm Leah. And this is Lactation Business Coaching with Annie and Leah, where we talk about the smart way to create a compassionate and professional private practice. Let's dive in. Hi, Annie. Hey, Leah. How are you? I'm doing really well. Excited about our topic today because we're talking about life hacks. And I always love a good hack as a busy mom and business owner and, you know, just living life. Hacks are where it's at because that's how we survive, right? (laughs) For sure. I really want anybody and anyone to tell me how I can do things better, faster, and with less stress on me and everyone around me. Yes, I am 100% with you on that. So I'm excited that we'll get to share some specific for IBCLC life hacks today. I know. And we have so many plans to keep on creating things that are going to help you help the families that you love. And that's really our mission here is to just build a community where we're supporting each other and taking inspiration from each other. So thank you for supporting us and helping us pay for this podcast. It really means a lot. Definitely. All right. Before we dive into our life hacks, I've got a marketing motivation tip for today. And it's talking about overwhelm because that's usually where our life hacks come from is from overwhelm. And it's just a little reminder that when you're hearing in your head, all these thoughts going through and they're making you feel overwhelmed, most of those thoughts are going to be something in the past or something in the future. And rarely are those thoughts focused on what's around you and happening right this minute. And if we keep our thoughts from trailing down to like catastrophizing, like, oh my gosh, everything's going to fall apart and I'm not going to ever be able to figure any of this out and like come back to like, okay, what's the next right move that I can do? What's right here in front of me? What can I accomplish at this minute, not the 5,000 things that are on the list that you're never going to get to, you know, just staying really, really present. That helps so much with overwhelm. And this is something I'm like constantly working on too. So I'm giving you this tip, but also giving it to myself of just really trying to stay present and, and leave those past thoughts and the future thoughts and stay present, you know, just really staying present on what you can do right now. That totally reminds me of when my kids were toddlers and I love to read. So of course I read 500,000 books on parenting and found nothing in them helpful at all, except for one book. And I honestly can't even remember what the book was, but they said that when things are going wrong with your toddler, just tell yourself, this is happening now. Oh, I like that. That has been working for me. My my kids are not toddlers anymore. And I'm like, that really helped me. Like this is I, happening now. Yeah. 
this is it. This is what's happening. Next best move and just move, keep moving forward. But it keeps you so present. I love that phrase. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> I'm going to steal it's it. It's a for good life. one. Here's your first to, life hack. <laughs> I give that one to clients too. And, you know, just telling them this is happening now, or even just with your saying, like, not getting going too much into the future or the past. I tell my clients when you're like with non latching babies who have latched but don't latch consistently. I say, when you're working on breastfeeding, just say, we've done this before. Yeah. It's a true statement that has, makes, pulls nothing, makes no predictions about what could happen either way, good or bad. Just tell right. yourself something. A tr- so I really, really like those, those two mantras together really help me get away from too much future thinking, which totally does. It's a killer. So it's, thank you for that. Tumbles. Yeah. Thank you for that. Awesome. Well, let's start talking about some of these life hacks. So we broke them down into a couple different categories. So the first one we're going to talk about is meeting life hacks to meet your own needs, like your own personal physical needs. So Annie, why don't you start us off with your first life hack for meeting your own physical needs? I mean, this is such a like it goes so deep, like it seems so simple, but like the amount of difficulty I have meeting my physical needs while running a home visit private practice, it's staggering how, isn't it? I mean, I'm actually feeling (laughs) feeling a little emotional right now. Like, and you know, we, we talked in advance about what we were going to talk about today, but when you just said, how do you meet your physical needs? I have to tell you, like, I'm actually like tearing up a little bit because I'm realizing like, I don't do this well at all. So I need life hacks. I have them. I just don't rely on them. But really like the fundamental number one thing that I need to do for myself that I don't do, but whenever I do do it, I'm like, thank you, past Annie for helping the Annie of right now, (laughs) which is packing myself a lunch that I can eat on the road and eat in my car while I'm driving between consults. And there I've come up with a lot of different things that actually, you know, can hang out in my car, you know, protein bars, or I'll do like, I like salami and cheese. So I'll cut that up and put it in like bite-sized pieces in a cooler bag in my car, some fruit in there. When honestly, like whenever I pack myself a giant bag of like carrots and cucumbers and peppers, like that gives them all, I'll eat them all. And that's healthy, hydrating. And it's like, it's filling too. All that fiber is great. So it really keeps me going and keeps me energized. And so whenever I do that, I'm really happy because when I don't do that, what it means is that I don't eat and that can not be so great. That, that leads to me making bad choices later in the afternoon. That's where I'm like, well, I skipped lunch today. So why don't I have three bowls of cereal after dinner? You know, (laughs) I need the calories, you know, I didn't eat all day. (laughs) I totally hear you on this one. This is one that I have learned throughout my years. So my backup plan is I have a bag in my car of snacks that won't melt or get rotten or whatever. So of course, it's going to be like beef jerky, dried fruits, nuts and seeds. Every once in a while, if I don't eat some of them, they'll kind of like the nuts, especially in the heat in the summer, they'll kind of be like, this isn't that great. And I hope it won't kill me, but I'm going to keep eating it because I'm starving. (laughs) But I don't eat a lot of grains, so I don't have a lot of crackers. But if you were, you know, a grain eater or you use like some of the substitute ones, I have these crackers. They're totally just flax seeds. They're called flackers. 
Oh, I've they're heard of so those. Yummy. They're so, so yummy. And they're kind of filling. And I'm like, oh, it's flaxseed. It's really good for you. Anyway, so I have this whole bag that just stays in my car of like my emergency. So when I don't do a really good job packing a bag of with cooler and like healthier foods like vegetables and things like that, then I have my backup bag because I will do exactly what you do. I'll like justify then eating, you know, like then I gotta have Chipotle. I mean, like if you don't eat all day, you need Chipotle. I'm a hundred percent certain. Okay. You just made <laughs> me week- so hungry right now for Chipotle. <laughs> I, I'll be right back. <laughs> Okay. We'll just pause this podcast. We'll all be back after Chipotle break. Yeah. So I am totally with you on that one. And it's so simple. I mean, it just seems crazy. And when I talk to people in other professions and say like, yeah, some days I just don't eat. They're like, wait, wait, what? Like you don't have a lunch break? I'm like, no, I don't have a lunch break because I can't fit in the three clients and take an hour lunch break. And with all the unpredictability with visits and travel time and everything, it just doesn't work. And I'll get home a whole hour and a half later because of traffic times. I'm like, I have to do that this way. You know, like this is how it rolls in our field. But we do have to be so, so careful with ourselves. And, you know, Annie and I preach it all the time and we're preaching to ourselves as much as we're preaching to everybody else about self-care. And the Um, same thing goes with staying hydrated, which you could go without eating lunch. You know, you're nothing is, I mean, nothing's going to happen if you spend all day dehydrated and hungry, you're going to be fine in general. I mean, please don't do that. (laughs) But having, I always do keep seltzer, cans of seltzer in my car because I never remember to fill my water bottle before I go. But as long as I've got the seltzer and then, okay, here is a super advanced next level hydration life hack, (laughs) which is I crack open a can of seltzer when I get in the car and I drink a little. And then I drink that same can of seltzer until it's gone, which could be like two or three days. But because what I'll do is like, I'll have, I'll like, I'll have a fresh seltzer that then also comes out to the car with me. Then I have, sometimes I have two seltzers, but you know what? It's those days where I'm like, I forgot my seltzer. I'm like, past Annie left you some lukewarm flat seltzer. Don't you just love her? She's the best. But it's it's water. I mean, it's nothing wrong with some lukewarm flat seltzer. And I've been (laughs) drunk. I've even been so thirsty that I've drunk hot seltzer because because it was in my car. But then what I'll do here's a this. I'm going to give you guys this one for free. If you hold the can of hot seltzer because it's hot because it was in your car (laughs) up to the vent of the air conditioner while you're driving, it cools off pretty quick enough so you can drink it. I could just see you driving down the road and I have driven with Annie before honking your horn and holding your can and like, everybody get out of my way. I've got to get my seltzer cool and I've got to get to my client. That is hilarious and genius all at the same time. I love it so much. That is awesome. But drinking all that water poses one other issue. And this is why for a long time, I literally did not drink water while I was out and about until I started having like kidney and bladder issues. And then it's like, oh yeah, maybe being dehydrated for 12 hours out of the day is, is not the best plan. Come to find out your body doesn't like that. And so, but there is this whole issue of like, where are you going to go to the bathroom if you're on the road all day long and, you know, you don't know what house you're going to go into. Are you going to feel comfortable asking those people 
to use the restroom or not. And it's such a hit or miss for me. Like some people I'm, I'm like, oh my gosh, they're so warm and friendly. I'm like right away, if I needed to use the restroom, I wouldn't feel weird. And then there's some people who I feel like, oh, I, I don't know if they'd feel offended if I asked, you know, how do you handle the bathroom situation? I ask if I have <laughs> to go, I ask. And I've just you gotten to a point in my life and in my ability to hold my pee, which is <laughs> getting poorer and poorer as I get older and older. And I'm like, if I have to go, I have to go. And that is a universal human need. I can't think of a person on the planet that is going to say no if you ask if you can use their bathroom. Yeah, totally. But it is like a weird thing to get over. I definitely have my like scouted out restrooms all around town. So if like I'm in the Heights, I know where I'm going to go. There's a couple of little coffee shops where I like grab a coffee or a bottle of water, use the restroom. There's a couple of like grocery stores I'll go into. I totally have it all scouted out. And I try to be like a nice person and still buy something like a pack of gum or something or a bottle of water. So I'm not just walking and using your restroom. You know, I feel like grocery store restrooms are often very clean and nice. Like I, I'll use those over anywhere else, like over gas stations or restaurants. So that must be, that must be a regional thing because I don't, there are no grocery stores with bathrooms in New York city. They're oh, just, really? yeah, they're just too small. We don't have the big oh, grocery stores. True. And even like the ones that I'm thinking of, like that are the big chain ones, they, they don't have grocery stores. I will go into a we have coffee shops on every corner. So I'll go into a nice yeah. coffee shop and order an iced coffee and use their bathroom. And that's my go-to. Or I'll go into a Thai restaurant and get a Thai iced coffee and use their bathroom. <laughs> so that's uh, this is what gets two for one. Yeah. yeah, right. Because then you're like, well, I, you know, one more coffee today won't hurt too bad, right? The other issue that I have is with physical needs is getting rest, you know, and, and that's really hard because we're running a business. So it's not just the work we do with our clients. It's, you know, you come home, you have other work to do. Then you have your family, whether that be a partner or immediate family, kids, or just distant family too, and friends that you need to communicate with and everything. It's hard to get enough rest, but gosh, you know, like more and more research keeps coming out about how impactful sleep is on overall health. So I've really made this a top priority. And one of mine, like I have a pretty firm bedtime for myself when I'm home on the weekdays. It's pretty firm. Like I'm going to be in bed at nine o'clock. It's so... It's so preschool, but so needed. Like my kids go into bed, I tuck them in and I literally go straight to bed. And and that might mean some things get left for the morning and or the next day. And if it is, I just write them down because I don't function well late in the day. My brain just doesn't even work very well. So it's like pointless for me to keep pushing myself with work or even household tasks because I'm not I'm not gonna give you my best work. So I feel like I might as well sleep and hit the floor running in the morning and get more done than if I were to try to stay up and push myself. So Annie, what do you do for rest? How do you prioritize rest in your world? So I'm getting better about this. If you had asked me this even a year ago, I would have like frozen like I did about the eating lunch question, but (laughs) I've really come to a more balanced place where I really have seen how 
rest builds on itself, that the more rest I get, the more able I am to get rest. So for me, that's not necessarily about going to bed early, but I find a lot of rest from just being in a space where I'm not working and really prioritizing, enjoying my family. So rest for me is at bedtime, my kids still let me read to them before bed. So I know that starting at about eight o'clock, I'm off the clock for work. Like you're not going to find me for work. If you do, I'm, I'm not doing it right. But my brain shuts down. I really can't think, I can't remember anything that I talk about with anybody. And I go into my kid's bedroom and I read to them from our book. I sing to them, tuck them in. And then I come out and then my husband and I watch TV together. And that's what we do, or we hang out. And I find that so restful. And that by the time I'm ready to go to bed, which is usually for me, it's around 1030, that I'm like super ready to go to bed. I'm just wound down. And if I try to do any work at night that winds me up, then I can't sleep. So Mm -hmm. by dialing into that wind down time in the evening, and then I always read for pleasure before bed. I've done that my entire life under all circumstances. I've got a fiction book that I'm reading in my bedroom and I read on my Kindle with all the lights out. And then sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night with my Kindle (laughs) Kindle on on my face and I'm still wearing my glasses. But that's that's how I really like to end my day is with just this really quiet time. And like, I'm not a big napper. I I don't really, it's not for me, but having that evening routine be so disconnected from work really, really helps me be way more productive during the day. Yeah. I also think like sometimes it's our brains that need the rest. It might not be like physical, your body needs to lay down and go to sleep, but it's your brain. And one thing that helps me, especially on those days where I'm feeling like extra tired, sometimes either if I have a moment between visits, I might just stop and you know, put a timer on my phone for 10 minutes and, you know, whether it be meditating or like, I'm just going to listen to music and not think about clients and not think about what I should be doing next and push, 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 or listening to music. You know, I'm such a consumer of things. I love to listen to podcasts and books in between visits, but it is taxing on your brain to always have something going that's information And so one thing I've been trying to do is if I'm feeling overwhelmed or like just tired, run down, that all that day either listen to nothing or maybe just like more relaxing, calm music when I'm in between clients, but giving your brain a rest too. And you don't need a ton of time to do that. Sometimes a reset on your brain like might be five to 10 minutes that you're just going to like tune everything out. And if it's a favorite song you want to listen to or do some kind of meditation, like breathing exercise or something like, or some stretching. Like I love taking five minutes. I do this at the clinic a lot, like before my next client, because we'll have back to back maybe eight visits in a row. And so if a client's like running five minutes behind, I'm usually excited because I'm like, okay. And I'll do just a few stretching moves and it just re-energizes you, giving you that moment. I'm not thinking about anything else. I'm just going to listen to my body and move a little bit. So some of those hacks that you can work into your day, I think make a big difference. I'm going to take just a minute to tell you about Kathy's upcoming course. It is called Understanding Infant Reflux and Related Conditions in Lactation Practice. 
Early bird pricing is open now through May 16th, and which is the day, May 16th, when all of the course content is going to open. We've got six hours of recorded videos plus an additional two SERPs. So that's eight L SERPs total for self-study work that Kathy is going to be grading and reviewing and giving you feedback on. So Kathy, you put your heart and soul into this course. I know all of the research that you did. What is one of the things that you're most excited about teaching learners in this course? Yeah, maybe we shouldn't pay any attention to occult blood in the stool. I've actually had a couple of moms on elimination diet because of a positive occult blood test in perfectly happy, healthy babies. And this makes really no sense at all. But that's one of the little take-home messages. There are many. It's filled with nuggets and gems like that. Every second of this training is going to give you things that you're going to be able to use in your private practice. So definitely sign up for that. You'll have once you're in, you're going to have all the way until May of next year to get through this content because it's stuff that you're going to want to watch and rewatch again. So we're so excited that Kathy put this course together for us. I love that one about the stretches because I think exercise is something that I find somewhat elusive just with time. I'm like, when am I going to go somewhere and like do something? And I can really get it built up in my mind that exercise has to be this event that goes on the calendar. And I was so good for a long time about exercising at home and doing, I do daily burn. I'm a big fan of daily burn and I was doing their 30 minute workout. And then I kind of stopped because I just couldn't find 30 minutes all at once. And then I really kind of like let it go. And then I could feel it in my body. Like I don't, I'm tired. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm slower. I don't think as well when I'm not exercising. And so I'm like, I don't need 30 minutes. I need 10 minutes. And so the daily burn did not give me anything to tell you this about them. I just (laughs) love them because you can also find like free workouts on YouTube, but they have like a 10 minute program. And I'm like, you know what? I can do 10 minutes. And then I was like, anybody can do 10. Anybody could do 10. And then I told myself, I was like, I think you could do 10 minutes every day. So I've been streaking, doing 10 minutes a day. And it's just a couple of weeks now. And that's awesome. And I have to say, like, it feels really good, not just in my body. Like, is a 10 minute workout the same as a one hour workout? No. No. But the cumulative effect of, telling my body for 10 minutes every day, you are important to me and I'm trying to take care of you and keep you strong. I think that really does help with my overall everything. Okay. Here's a, here's a call to action folks. Why don't we all streak with Annie and commit 10 minutes to our own bodies every day? Who's in with me? You guys hop on social media. Let us know you're in on it. I'm going to join you, Annie. That just seems doable. And I did it. I actually did it yesterday. I was like, this is ridiculous. I haven't been doing my morning workouts as well for many reasons that I won't get into now, but I haven't been on my good streak. And so yesterday I was like, okay, I'm just going to do, I'm just going to put a timer on. I know exercises that I can do and I'm just going to do it for 10 minutes. And I totally did it. And now I'm going to join you. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to do it 10 minutes a day. Everybody can do that. 
Awesome. I love it. I, I, we all can do it. If I can do it, you guys can do it. So now with all of our physical needs met, now that we are living (laughs) our best life, looking amazing, (laughs) sleeping, eating, peeing, working out, got it all covered. So now our next level of needs is our logistical needs. So these are like just the things, our systems that we need to have in place that are going to keep everything moving along and going smoothly. So we're not having to spend a lot of time thinking about dumb things that can drive you insane or that prevent us from becoming too tied to our notifications Mm -hmm. on our phones, which are are really big disruptors. We all know this, but Mm -hmm. just, you know, to put it out there that when your phone pings you that you have a new message, that your brain is wired to see that as an urgent alert, emergency. And you also (laughs) get a dopamine hit of like something new happened. But all of that then derails you from what could be happening. And you can end up losing a lot of time during your day by allowing your brain to respond to these new notifications whenever it wants to. Yeah. And so in terms of logistics for communications, one thing that has really helped me avoid that trap is that I really set times a day when I'm returning texts and emails. And so for my clients, you know, for my clients, I'm a little bit more like if it's about something that's happening right this second, I'm going to look at it and hopefully respond in a shorter amount of time. But for the most part, I'm responding to emails first thing in the morning and I'm responding to emails in the evening, usually while I'm making dinner before I put my kids to bed. And then I really don't respond to work emails on the weekend. And this has been a new evolution for me personally is that I've just stopped doing that. And again, it's because what I've learned is that if I don't respond to them, they just, they're still there on Monday. Nothing changed. And I come to realize that, yeah, my Monday inbox is pretty big, but trying to clear it out over the weekend doesn't save me any time on Monday because then I can come up with a whole bunch of other things I need to do on Monday. Anyway, yeah, I'm not really getting ahead the way I thought I was. And then it actually feels really good to be like, yeah, I'm just not going to I'm going to just yeah. be here and and be with my family and and not deal with it. And so that doesn't mean that I'm ignoring them. Yeah, of course. Of course. One thing that's helped me with my daily workflow is I do not answer like other questions and things through the time that I'm working with clients. So in that time that I have, obviously I'm driving between clients, so I'm probably not going to be answering anything because I'm driving. But I try not to look at anything or answer anything during the in-betweens. And then also like on my office work days, I don't look at my phone in between visits other than like to check and make sure that like my kids didn't call or the school didn't call or something like that. But if it's just spruce notifications, luckily I can just tell it doesn't have like any words by it, you know? So it's just like spruce notification. And that's where our clients communicate with us. And so I'm able to really just set a time, those sides, uh, set aside time in the morning and then after my client day to answer emails and texts and things like that. And that's helped me a lot because if I'm 
bouncing around in my head all day from, okay, the client that I saw three days ago, and then I've got this person in front of me, and then then another person that I saw two weeks ago, and I'm trying to pull their stuff up, and I'm looking at this, and I'm charting that, and this is my brain can't handle it anymore. So I've been a little bit firmer about that, especially like during the days that I'm in the office. I just, I cannot, it's so back to back that I can't really manage thinking about anything else. So I'll all those days, it just has to be done in the morning before or after. And that's helped me a lot. The other thing I know when I was didn't have an admin that was helping me with phone calls and things, one of the things that really helped is I had a designated notebook for phone calls because you got to keep track of that. But if you're in the car answering phone calls between consults, you're going to be like, oh, I'll try to remember what that person said. So at that time, I carried a little, I have this little notebook that I just carried in my glove compartment and then took in and out of the car. Obviously, I wouldn't leave it in the car, but it was just like my notes from phone calls and anything I need to remember or do from each phone call. And it, it became kind of our standard. Now my admin has the same thing in case she doesn't have a way to write it down right then in our online thing. She can do it just write notes and make sure that you keep that because keeping that in your head can be really hard. But if you have a designated place for it, you can keep it safe, number one, because it's not like scattered on random papers everywhere or in a notebook you'd use for something else. So you can keep it safe. And then the other thing is, is that you won't have to try to retain all that information in your brain, which is really hard to do as well. That's really good. I, I also carry a notebook where I write things down because... I just have to get it out of my head. And I really find that, you know, I do get the bulk of my charting done during the consult, but there usually are a few things that need to be done when I get home. And so having that time where like, I've got my charting platform opened up, I have Spruce opened up and I'm just saying, this is the time when my I'm giving my focus to my clients and giving that time to them is that I do find that I'm more effective. I'm faster at coming up with responses to them. I'm just, I'm in that mode. I'm just doing it. And then honestly, since I started, you know, for however long now, it's been a long time since I got, let myself get sucked into one of those texts back and forth that take up your whole day. I mean, I'm pretty, really good with my boundaries at this point. And my client outcomes have not suffered because I have Take, I take time now to respond to people. So oh, yeah, for sure. I would agree with that. I would agree with that in my, in my experience too. And also like, I think at the beginning I was trying to fix everything to, you know, like over a text, you can't fix stuff over a text nope. message. Half the time I'm either saying we need to have a phone call about that. And here's a way to schedule a phone call or we need a follow up visit. Because yep. rarely can I get much information figured out over a text message, you know, rarely, 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 rarely. So I think it's good to have a little bit tighter boundaries on that. Um, especially on those, even email is really hard. So I have like a thousand questions and I can't get the information I want just on these like drill down questions on an email. I'm just like, I really need to talk to you. I need to hear your responses, be able to respond to the responses that you have and so on and so forth. So definitely think keeping some boundaries on communication is super important. Definitely. And now, so like another logistical need that we have because we do home visits is travel. That is kind of nuts because, you know, people book you and you're like, you're so far from the other person I just saw. And 
I love the feature in Google Maps is the one that I use. I'm sure a lot of them have this feature though, where you can put in the two addresses and then say, I need to arrive at this address by this time. And it tells you when you have to leave. So like I have to be there by one o'clock tomorrow because the travel time, if I'm looking at it, you know, at 6 a.m. when I first wake up, it's going to look really different than if I'm looking at it for later. So I really like to make sure that I totally know how long it's going to take me to get between my consults. I also will, you know, this kind of connects with the previous one. I like to do a little quick search in the area and see if there is any place where I can stop in and grab a quick lunch or some coffee or use the bathroom if it's an area I'm not totally familiar with. And then I also always ask my clients, um, this is a very New York City specific thing, but I ask them about alternate side parking. So here in New York City, you get the streets cleaned on certain days of the week. So it'll say like on Monday from 1130 to 1, you can't park on this side of the street. And so what? that means you have an entire side of the street that is unavailable for any kind of residential parking. Oh, no. And so I asked them about it and I have rescheduled clients where I'm, I know that you're in a neighborhood that doesn't have a lot of meters or parking garages. That's another thing that I always map out. And if I'm like, I can, I like physically can't get to you if it's during alternate side, I might say, I'm going to move you a half an hour later, or I'm going to swap you to the afternoon after alternate side is over. But that is a question on what they fill out (laughs) even before they get the intake form. Like when they make the request for the appointment, it says, please tell me about alternate side parking on your street. Or if you have a driveway that I can block, because some people have their own private driveways, and then I can block their driveway or park in front of it. And that's really helped me a lot. I know there's other, you know, that's a very New York City specific thing, but talking with other people in in other metropolitan areas, asking about parking policies, like people say, does your bill, if, if they know that somebody is living in a, you know, an area that has a lot of high rises, they might ask, does your building have parking? Yeah. You know, so that they're not, that's one variable you're taking out of the equation. We have so many gated communities and I always like, ask about that ahead of time if I know, okay, the, oh, that's a gated community. Like, please give me your gate code because I am not going to be able to fumble around for an hour trying to get the gate to call you and, and all of that. So taking more time to figure out our travel time can really help us with logistics. So the last need that we're going to try to life hack for you is our need for emotional and spiritual you know, connections and and meeting those needs because that's a big part of who we are as well. But it's probably the last thing that we think about because we're, you know, so busy with all the other things that we're thinking about that are just more like in front of your face. But without connecting with family and friends and you're remembering that you have emotional needs as well that can wear you down just as fast as those physical needs, you know, issues are as well. So have you thought through this, Annie? Do you have any good tips on taking care of your emotional or spiritual needs? So, you know, with emotional needs, I think building community, like being with other people, uh, being with my friends and my family is really important to me. And, you know, being with my family is not so difficult. I mean, cause my kids are still at the age where they need us to take them everywhere. So, so like yeah. basketball games all happen. weekend long. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of togetherness happening and we, we live in a small apartment and 
my kids are still like, would prefer that we all be in the same room at all times. At all times. Yeah. At all times. (laughs) So there's a lot of togetherness there. And I, but for me, I'm, my friends are really important to me and I get a lot of energy out of just having social time with my friends. And so I have a, one of my best friends here, she is a small business owner as well. She's a seamstress and she makes curtains and pillows for like fancy, fancy apartments and also for TV shows and stuff. I mean, she's like amazing, really talented, but she works the way I work. Like she and I are like, (laughs) we love to work. And so we do a regular treat yourself day and where we both, we both basically fire ourselves for the day, which is a phrase I got from my dad, who's a (laughs) business owner. And then we go get in the car and drive to the outlets and go shopping all day and get (laughs) Shake Shack for lunch and just like try on clothes. And it's so fun because she's, she's really fun to shop with. And we end up talking about business and our, and families, but it's just, it's so nice to have a long day with her as opposed to like, let's meet and grab a quick lunch. But like by the time right. you're like, have ordered, it's over. Can't really get anywhere. But like when you're on hour five of outlet shopping and then you still have like a two hour drive home, I mean, you can go deep with somebody. And yeah. I really like cherish those times that I get to spend Aww. with her. That's so awesome. And I think the thing that is my life hack tip for this would be you have to like put it on the calendar. Don't just talk about it because I have several friends for many years that were like, oh, we need to get together. Yeah, like send me some dates you're available. And then we both forget. And then we'll see each other, call each other. And it's like, oh, let's let's just make it happen. Let's get together. Okay. Let me know when you're available. And I just see that it's so, so hard. All of our lives are twirling around and like you're doing with your friend. It's like, you have to just make it happen and put it on the calendar and block your schedule and keep that time protected with a heavy fortress all around it because it's such good vital time that refuels you and re-energizes you and makes you better in every other part of your life. But it oftentimes is the thing that we don't value and we let slip through the cracks. So I just encourage you to like, when you say to a friend like, oh, we should get together like that minute stop and try to get a date and put it on the calendar and then block everything else. That's so smart. I agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. And I think, you know, when we're with our family and friends, you know, it's, it's, it can get, it's a lot easier, I think, to not get talked pulled into like business talk and everything, which isn't such a bad thing, you know, to talk business, talk shop and everything, but it is good sometimes to just really try to have focus outside. I'm, I'm talking to myself here, really, it's so <laughs> to, true. Try to, to try to have focus outside of just business related things, because there is so much that fills our lives that isn't business related. And I think we get burned out faster when that is our sole focus, you know, so really making sure you have other places to connect and other places to spend your energy and your time other than just business stuff. And just, that's just a smart way to take care of our long-term energy. So true. hundred percent. Yeah. So as we wrap up today, do you have a tech tip for us, Annie? 
I do. If you're out there and you're looking for a DIY way to do online scheduling, G Suite did something really sneaky recently, which is they added this feature to their calendar called appointments, where you can actually open up appointment slots that are then publicly available Hmm. for people to schedule. Uh Uh-huh. What in the world? I did not know this. (laughs) Yeah. So... Um, next time you're, if you use G Suite and looking in the calendar, click to add a new visit and you'll see appointment slot come up. It's pretty oh, wild. Wow. If you didn't want to dive in with a big scheduling app or program, this might be a nice way to sneak in, especially I think it would probably be really helpful if you're using G Suite for your charting too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I've done it. I've set it up for a few people recently and I just keep being like, Wow, this is a potential game changer for those of you that don't have the volume yet where you feel like you want to pay for a whole separate platform and maybe you're you've got a inpatient job in the hospital and you're doing private practice on evenings and weekends and you're like I only want to see one client a week when I can. Yeah. This is a great way to do that cuz if you're using G Suite for your email, it's bundled in there as a service. Wow. That's an awesome tip. And you're always so good at finding all these sneaky little things that are coming out for us. I so appreciate you being on the hunt out there, giving us the insider tips. So, well, it's been really great talking to you today. And we're hoping to come to you guys with more life hacks in the future. And some of those we would love to have come from other IBCLCs that want to share what you're doing to take care of yourself and to, to make this whole gig easier faster, smarter. (laughs) Totally. So anyway, thank you for everything. And I don't know if anybody else has, I think, is it Radiohead that has the song fitter, happier, more productive? That's like, they really (laughs) date me right there. Or is that like, or the beginning of uh, train spotting when he's running and he's at the end of train spotting and he's got the whole like, choose life, choose happiness, choose a great job. I'm also really dating myself. I've seen that movie so many times. So anyway, if you like train spotting like I do, let me know in the comments because I would love to connect with other lactation consultants who are obsessed with that movie too. And with that, we will say goodbye for now and we'll talk to you soon. See you soon, Annie. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode, please share it with a friend and leave us a review. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Did you know that for just $15 a month, you can join our live deeper dives and also get all of our recordings back through January of 2020? Sign up today and be part of the conversation. The magic happens when you show up.